This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged, the podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Well, let's rock it again. Another great episode on Pat Soundbites Unplugged podcast. I'm your host, Pat Calamari. And man, oh, I got a great chat for you today. The one and only incredible rock legend, Mr. Billy Sheehan. And you know, Billy, Mr. Big, Talis, Sons of Apollo. And today we're talking the winery dogs. Oh my goodness, how I love this band of Richie Cosin and Mike Portnoe. And oh my goodness, I love this album. It is incredible. The Winery Dogs, number three. The track, Xanadu, Mad World, Breakthrough. Oh my goodness. Now I did the interview. I had a little technical issue with equipment. But I did this interview, actually Valentine's Day. Monday, Valentine's Day, I want to say, February 14th. And it was right before they were kicking off their tour uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania. And I got to meet Billy and Richie um, at the Newton Theater down in Newton, New Jersey, uh, the following probably two weeks after. So when this airs and you hear it, uh, this was right before the tour. And what a fabulous, incredible show. I mean, if you haven't seen these guys fasten your seatbelts and if you haven't purchased the album please don't wait go get it today this is an incredible album as I told Billy and I told Richie um, I know it's early yet but gotta be looked at as one of the albums of the year that's how good it is in my opinion and if you watch the reviews or follow the reviews on social media you'll pretty much hear the same thing especially if you go see these guys live rock and roll at its best incredible all-star lineup and billy's just a wonderful human being and uh and after the interview it was maybe a week or two after that it was announced that Mr. Big, the band Mr. Big, Eric Martin, um, is uh, getting together and having a reunion. So look for that tour as well. So a lot going on in Billy's world, but a great chat with the incredible rock legend Billy Sheehan. Go and buy this album. Go check out the Zoom on my YouTube page, Pat Soundbites Unplugged Podcast Radio Show on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, share it. You'll find it on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as well. So please, thanks for supporting me, and sit back and enjoy this chat. And as always, live love and life, live love and laugh a lot, because life is way too short. Here's Billy Sheen. Hey everybody, this is your bass player, Billy Sheen. You're listening to my dear friend, Pat. Here on Pat Soundbites Unplugged Podcast. All right, there you go. Just a quick, quick snippet of this great track, Mad World, and I love all of it. Well, I got him on the Ondex Circle. Like I said, he's rock royalty. His resume is through the roof. He's been voted by guitar player, best rock bass player 
not one, not two, not three, not four, five times. Billy, come on back. Billy Sheen in the house. How are you, Pat? I am over the top when I got a chance to <laughs> see this email come out. And I am over the top. Did everybody buy this yet? Oh, my goodness. I love the artwork. I love everything about it. I love the tracks. As I said to Billy before, I know we're in February, and I'm like not losing my mind, but this could be album of the year. So go purchase oh, it today. Yeah. Came out February 3rd on their label, Three Door Music, and I've been playing the tracks. Oh, my God. Billy, thank you so much for your time. I know the tour starts tomorrow in Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're excited about it. Uh uh, quite a bit. <laughs> We've been rehearsing here uh, for a couple of days, got it all together, uh, trying to remember the lyrics, and uh, <laughs> we should have a great time. And then that starts a whole run uh, a bit around the East Coast. We have a lot of shows in America, and then we go down to South America, and uh, then I move to the Western U.S. and the West Coast of the USA. And uh, they're booking tons of shows. This tour is already spilling over into next year. So we're very excited about that. That is excellent. I did see Latin America and I see posts all over the place. Please come to Canada. As Billy said, they're, they're doing tours left. They're, they're posting shows left and right. Just be patient. I'm sure there'll be more shows and I'm sure they'll be playing in Canada. I know Absolutely. I'm going to New Jersey at the Newton right Theater. Say hello to me Monday. I am not missing a show. Couldn't wait to get tickets. <laughs> oh my goodness. Billy, We I got to meet you actually for about five minutes. Oh, my God, February 2020 at the end of Sons of Apollo. I was a guest of Jeff Scott Soto. Got to hang out with you right. and Bumble, Bumblefoot and uh, Derek. And what a great show. It was right before the whole COVID thing. But uh, you were gracious yeah. enough to allow me to take a picture with you. Great show with Tony. Uh, uh, yeah. I can't think of his name. Mac. Uh, right. Yeah. McAlpine. McAlpine, what a what a great great show! But oh my goodness, uh, this album. Uh, let me. Be, I always start out, Billy, really quick. How did you find your love for music, and what gravitated to that wonderful bass next to you? Well, uh, I had older brother and sisters, and they were into rock and roll uh, pre Beatles and uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, the Everly Brothers, things like that, and then. Uh, we had a band that lived around the corner from our home, a family that had two boys and they were in bands. And Joe was the was a buddy of mine, and he was a bass player. He was a really cool guy. Had a Triumph motorcycle, beautiful girlfriend, and uh, so I wanted to be like Joe. And he was a <laughs> bass player, so I thought I want that. So then, soon after that, the Beatles came out, and everybody that saw that show that was show launched a, a ten million musician. Everybody that saw the girls screaming for the Beatles said, I want that job. And I, th I, thought, I thought the same. So I just started uh, playing bass and getting in little local bands and playing copy tunes. And then eventually, as the years went by, I started writing. I still love it as much or even more than ever. Uh, when I was about, you know, when I was very young, people would knock on my apartment door and I'd answer the door with my bass on. And they'd say, well, don't you ever put that thing down? And I said, 
no, not really. I'm working all the time. I love it. And even now, if I'm driving in my car somewhere, I got, oh, I got an idea. I got to get home and try this on bass, you know. So I, I'm still as excited about playing as I ever was, again, if not more. And uh, I'm very, very thankful. I don't know how that got built into me or how that happened, but I'm very thankful for it. Well, they say it's not work if you love doing what you do. I love doing what I do. I can't get the smile off my face. I found my niche of playing new music, and I've yeah. never looked back, and it's opened so many doors to have the opportunity to chat with you and, and great bands and other musicians, and uh, I am ecstatic. I just felt it was missing, and it was I mean, the minute I started doing it, it's like nonstop. I was getting 10 CDs a week from people I don't even know, but... Uh, but it's it's all good. I mean, were you a big fan of like John Antwistle, Les Claypool, uh, Chris Squire, amongst the many of all the early guys? Uh, uh, yeah, they're all mostly uh, the ones that are still with us. They're all mostly friends of mine. Uh, there's a great bass community, a lot of people in it. In my early days, from the Yardbirds, uh, Paul Samuel Smith. Jack Bruce, John Entwistle, Chris Squire, uh, all the rock guys, and then all other musicians as well. A lot of drummers, because bass and drums, as you know, that's the connector uh, within every band. Uh, so a lot of drummers, great guitar players. I'm very lucky to have played with some really incredible, talented people, uh, and they all left their mark on me. Uh, and still uh, more to come. Now playing with Richie and Mike and the Winery Dogs, we're having a we're having a blast rehearsing here. I love, I'm, I'm watching the drummer first always, and Mike Portnoy is a riot. We have a great time playing bass and drums together. And Richie singing like, uh, like unbelievably. His, his voice is just so great. He did such a wonderful job on this record. I'm very, very proud of him and his guitar playing too. So we're, we're, uh, that influence is still coming, uh, fast and furious. And, um, I still got a lot to learn on bass. Uh, and, uh, I, I'm pursuing it with the vigor for sure. Well, and that's pretty good. You know, it's 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 great to see. I see more of it, Billy, of of great artists like yourself. That you know, it's just not one band anymore. And I think it probably helps you grow as a musician to hear different styles it and play does. with different musicians and expand and evolve into more. That you're not just doing the same thing every day, which is, could be great. I mean, your resume is through the roof. Uh, Talis, David Lee Roth, Mr. Big, uh, amongst many others. And uh, But I guess it's it's got to be incredible to have this opportunity to work with a, 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 an abundance of great musicians and, and different genres here and there. That's true. That's true. During the pandemic, I was recording uh, tracks for people out of my home studio. They'd send me their email, me the files, and I'd put my bass on their song. And uh, we played every genre you could imagine and some you couldn't. It was hilarious from uh, uh, fusion and progressive to classical to jazz to country, believe it or not. A lot of rock, a lot of hard rock, a lot of heavy rock. That's what I mostly do. But uh, but it was a great experience to play all that different stuff because it mean, meant I had to solve problems and figure things out in a different language. And uh, that always helps a musician, I believe. I'm not a musician, Billy, but I think, you know, for me, I, with the whole pandemic, I'm interviewing folks, and I've seen a lot of bands and artists were so reluctant to put new music out because we're all locked down, and you, you know you're used to putting out an album, and then you go on tour right away. And I'm like, no, yep. no, no, put it out now because you got people's attention. <laughs> so when you're up to the fourth song in the set list, then I, when you say, hey, I got a new song out, they're not running to get a beer and go take a leak. So they should know the whole album. Like, this whole album, I mean, oh, my goodness. 
I hope everybody go gets it. I love the, you know, Billy, the artwork is incredible. This whole concept of three follows through everywhere. I mean, the world tour 2023. I mean, even the picture where they extend your hairlines to make it three. I mean, the whole thing is just beautifully done. Talk, talk to me about the artwork, Billy, if you can. Yeah, that's mostly I think Mike's doing. Mike is uh, not only plays drums amazingly, he does a thousand other things within the band, and he's so handy to have. So he took the bull by the horns and came up with this idea, and uh, we all loved it and said, let's go with it. Uh, Mike is uh, a really essential element of uh, every band he plays in, I believe, but certainly in the winery dog. So, uh, and on top of it, amazing drummer, and he sings great too. So we got our three-part harmony together it's very nice oh my goodness great hooks amazing riffs and yes very strong and bold harmonies are right there i love the the videos i love the production and uh, i follow mike he's got his dog there you got rebel you packed <laughs> up everything i follow you on instagram i think you maybe <laughs> took every cable in the house you got everything but rebel going on tour with you <laughs> yeah, I needed, uh, well, this is the first tour I've done in about three years. We got stopped uh, in March of 2020 uh, with the uh, whole pandemic situation. And so I hadn't worked since then. So this is wonderful to be out, but I'm usually used to doing it constantly. So I got it all down. So I had to kind of rebuild and I took probably more than I need and I'll drop some of it off on the way, but uh, uh, better be safe than sorry. Might as well take it. It can always uh, drop it off later, but I got all my gear together and uh, the excitement of uh, performing live again is uh, almost overwhelming. I'm really, really excited. It, it's got to be no better feeling to get on stage and hear the energy, the feedback. I know my first show uh, to get out of the house. I live locally here uh, in Poughkeepsie, New York, right near Daryl's house, Daryl's house club, Daryl Hall's house club. And I would introduce yeah. the band. I remember my first show back, I'm hugging the bartenders. I'm hugging everybody going, boy, did I miss you folks. But yeah, it's got to be no oh. better feeling than getting on stage and getting that energy and feeling that full feedback. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping, man, those shows sell out. I know Ridgefield Playhouse in Connecticut sold out. I think tickets are pretty limited down New York and in New Jersey. I can't wait to see you in New Jersey. Uh, it's got to be super Great. exciting for you. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, word. Uh, 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 our first show sold out and a whole bunch more. Uh, uh, way in, deep into the tour, some stuff was already sold out, too. So that's that's a, we, we're very grateful uh, we have amazing friends and fans out there and people like yourself that are helping us out by playing our songs and uh, we, we are supremely grateful for everyone that has uh, contributed to us and our and this band and and all of us individually as well as collectively we really thank you all i mean every day i have a different favorite the more i listen to it i'm like oh yeah breakthrough i'm like I'm grabbing, and then I'm listening to Stars. I really yeah. love the flow of the album, Billy. From Xanadu, kick your ass, get in your face, here we go, all the way to Red Wine. Oh, was that um, something that the three of you say, let's work on it? I mean, you it's your label. You produced it. Was there a, do you have a, a little sit down and go, let's make this really work? That you can put the CD in or put the needle on, and you just don't look back. Well, sequencing of how the songs go one after the other is a very important thing. It's like a movie where you have, uh, you know, the car 
chase scene, the shoot 'em up scene, the love scene, whatever. It's paced a certain way, and movies are paced like that on on purpose. And uh, Mike is quite a fan of a lot of directors and knows a lot about how movies are put together. So we entrusted him with the sequencing, and he did a great job of it. Because when uh, guys like you and I, when we grow up, you you play one side of a record and all the songs would play, flip it over and do the other one. So, so there was a sequence to them. And sometimes if you heard it out of sequence, it didn't even sound right. You know, so that I think that's an element. We don't see it as much now because usually singles are one song. But I, I, we like to keep that element alive for those who want to go on a little trip, cinematic journey with us. Put it on let it run through and uh we'll meet you up at the end again so i i'm very pleased and I've, you're not the only person to comment on the sequencing the idea of just letting the record play through and hear every song after each after the other and uh see how they uh work with each other it's a, it's a wonderful thing is there a plan to put a third single out in a video while you guys are on tour since you guys didn't do and mad world out we probably will, especially since we're set up every night and performing, uh, get the video crew out and shoot us. Uh, we'll do a couple of dry run throughs during the day, shoot those and get the audience in there and, and they, they can be the video stars as well. <laughs> well, my listeners are going through the roof with Xanadu and Madwell and, uh, I'm like, man, stars and rise and uh, breakthrough. I'm like, my goodness. Uh, I'm, I'm not telling you, Billy, what needs to be on the set list. I mean, this is, uh, you got it. I, whatever you guys are playing, I'm going to be jumping out of my socks for. This is, uh, this is like, this is going to be a, an awesome tour. Um, and again, so much for uh, for playing our songs and helping us out. We really do. We recognize it and are very thankful. I saw that the uh, the recording was all done in Richie's house. Talk to me about the songwriting process. Is uh, like I said before, I'm not a musician, but I think you mentioned before, you know, files back and forth. I think you missed the chemistry after three years aren't in a room together. Like, try this, try that. Wait, you got something there. I think you lose it with the file thing. And I get that people all, all over the world saying, "Hey, Billy, try this. Listen to that." But wouldn't you? You got to be together, right? I agree. All three of our records have been done with all of us in a little room, bouncing ideas back and forth. You know, we did Stars. Uh, I, uh, I started to do a little bass line, and Mike came with the drums, and Richie just started, and bang, there we are. We're off and running. Uh, uh, most songs are written like this. So an idea of a drum riff, a guitar chord change, a bass line, uh, of a lyric, a phrase. What do we build around this? And that's how a lot of great records were made back in the day. So I that formula we'd like to say say true to because I, I do believe when when you're all together, also everybody's contributing to the song. It isn't right. one guy that we all got to learn. We're all giving our, our our a part of it. So it becomes part of all three of our DNA, musical DNA. And uh, and I'm very uh, pleased to be uh, amongst talent like Richie and Mike. And, uh, and combining everything that we all know through our, our, our experience. And uh, so far, so good. I mean, the response to the record has been really overwhelming. I think we just popped back into number one on the Amazon hard rock charts. So uh, I'm not exactly certain about that, but that, I've been seeing in the email chain that there's something's going on with that. And the, and the sales has just been great. So so I think uh, that could be the proof and the uh, that it is a, a righteous way to go about it. Go out and buy it today if you haven't. I know you mentioned on your Instagram feed, uh, Billy, about the vinyl, all the all the, the uh, manufacturing is all backed up, and I know you're looking forward to getting that out. 
trying <laughs> to push me. that. The vinyl is, uh, it takes, since so many people are putting up vinyl now, and we lost a couple of great vinyl pressing plants. One in LA burned down. So, oh. uh, backed up. And then a lot of superstars now want to put theirs up. So that ties up the pressing plant for weeks or even months. So we're going as fast as we can. We appreciate everyone's patience. A lot of vinyl fans out there. We don't want to let them down. And I, I'm one too. And Mike Portnoy and Richie are too. So we're waiting for it ourselves. I mean, go to that record store. I'm in a old diner store. I had to pull the plastic out. Look at the jacket. Look at the liner notes who produced it, where the lyrics are. And uh, it's great. I always tell people, Billy, it's great to go to Spotify and download it from your streaming platform. But if you run into these guys, they can't sign Spotify, but they can sign the album. They can sign the CD. Uh, I mentioned bass player. I right. mean, a five-time best rock bass player. You got that beautiful light blue Yamaha, I want to say, right next to you. Um Talk to me about, I'm not a, as I mentioned, Billy, I'm not a, a musician and my listeners always ask, you got to ask gear questions. So Billy, talk to me about your, your style. I know there's a, I read two hand uh, tapping, three finger picking, the way you play. Talk to me about your bass, your, your, your number one uh, tool for the shows and uh, your style and uh, maybe advice for people that want to play bass. Sure thing. Uh, I encourage people to play bass. It's a great entrance. You can play a lot of songs are very simple to play on bass. You don't need to know much of anything. That's that's a great way to open the door to playing music of any kind. Uh, I started very young and I had my first bass was a P bass, precision bass. It's a Fender bass. Most people would recognize it, even non-musicians. And uh, through the years, it got beat up and pounded and smashed and it went through hell and thousands and thousands of gigs, literally. So uh, when I first got out to LA in the mid 80s, Yamaha contacted me and said they'd like to make a custom base that does everything I wanted to. So we took all the innovations, if you will, that I did on that base. I added a pickup, I changed things, changed the neck, did various things, and they made a base that does what my base, old base, uh, turned into. And uh, Yamaha did a great job of it. We have a, a couple of Facebook pages for the Yamaha Attitude base. It's called the Attitude Base. Uh, a couple different pages of people that are fans of it, that use it. We trade uh, parts back and forth and uh, refurbish the old ones. So it's a, it's a great honor uh, to have a company take good care of me and make this base. And I'll be using this on, uh, on this tour. And I also have along a custom version of this that's made of acrylic, clear red acrylic. So wow. it looks like it's made of wine. So the winery base will be joining me on stage uh, with the winery dogs. There you go. And it's red, just like the song, the red wine, I want to say, right? Yeah, the red <laughs> wine. Absolutely. Well, Billy, I, I know you got a big uh, line of people I want to talk to you, and I want to end mine. I, I, I hope when the tour is over, we get to chat more. I'd love to talk more about Talis. I know the hope album so. 85 came out. Um, and I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a chance to say hello to you. Go to thewinerydog.com. Buy this as you can. Check out all the dates. The shows are going crazy. Get your tickets. There's a VIP uh, experience. You can hang out and get a picture with Billy, Rich, and uh, Mike and sit in the sound check so you could do that. Um, uh, I might have to talk to the wife about that, uh, but I'm itching. I can't wait. I'm corn and I'm itching as the winery dogs are about to hit the road, which actually starts 
tomorrow. Anything else I could help promote for you, my friend? You have done more than enough, Pat. Thank you so much for your kind words. Uh, to all your listeners or watchers, I, I give you all the best, and uh, hopefully I'll see a lot of you out there on the road. We're very, very excited about it. We can't wait. And maybe, you know, I, I didn't tell you one more thing. I created Pat Calamari's Five for It All. And you can check out my YouTube channel where I meet you or the guys before or after the show. And if you roll five of a kind, totaling in three rolls, binary dog, three rolls. I've been doing it for two years. I play the entire album on my radio show. And to see Billy Gibbons, my buddy Billy, <laughs> pull out his dice, his own dice, or Paul Rogers, or Cheap Trick, or... It's insane. It only takes 30 seconds or so. We videotape it. And right. Jesse Triplett, not to cut you off from Collector Soul, was the only one so far to get a five for it all. And you thought we won the World Series. And I played their Collector Soul yeah. album, Blood, on my next radio show. So, Right on. Well, thank you again. Absolutely. So if we want to roll the dice, you let me know. And we'll be, I'll bring the dice with me to do that. Please do. Yeah, that'd be great. I love to do that. It doesn't get any better than this. The Winery Dogs, the rock legend himself, Billy Sheen, right here on Pat Soundbites Unplugged Podcast. Keeping new music alive. Go out and get it today. Thank you, Pat.